AdSmart will always be the gold standard. It is unique. There's nothing out there like it that can do what AdSmart does. Thank you for joining us for the very first episode of Soup in the Loop, sharing lessons from leaders. We are delighted to celebrate the launch of someone we've been working closely with for many, many years now. Anton is someone who is respected and trusted by everyone here at Soup. His esteemed position as head of AdSmart from Sky in the north of the UK is the result of his wealth of knowledge and experience. This in turn has shaped the success of AdSmart over the last seven years. So, who better to help us break down AdSmart from Sky in detail? From the very basics to the future of the platform. Nothing lands with more power and impact than TV, so let's find out why. I hope you enjoy. Anton, welcome to the pod. Thank you, Stu. Okay, um, so, yeah, obviously really excited to have this conversation. Uh, we've worked with each other for a long time um, and we've kind of, we invested early days with with AdSmart. So yeah. we're really excited to have a conversation about all things AdSmart, you know, from the very basics of what it is through to some of the complexities. And I know we're going to have conversations going forward about all of the, uh, the, the finer details and how it works with different sectors. But, you know, having known you for a long time and, you know, in a senior position within the business, uh, <laughs> knowing all things AdSmart, it's it's fantastic to have you here today. So, so welcome first and foremost. Uh, and I hope thank you for having great, me. Great conversation. So, we know each other quite well. We worked with each other for six years or more. Yeah. Um, so let's just go around the, your background a little bit in terms of where, how you've got to where you are in terms of your position at Sky. So about fifteen years ago, I took a big kind of step back in my life and said, communications wasn't the industry for me but I'd had some kind of experience uh, dealing with some of the uh, supermarket retailers on point of sale, marketing, advertising, and I just discovered that was my passion. Yeah, great. So I literally took a huge step back and said, you know, I was in a a high-profile position at the time. I'm going to go back to basics, back to selling, and I'm going to go and sell advertising, print advertising at the time. Uh, which led on to digital, Mm -hmm. then radio advertising, and then six and a half years ago, uh, I took the big leap into TV advertising, um, into what was then a relatively unknown um, piece of advertising technology, AdSmart. Mm -hmm. Um, There were six or seven of us. Yep. In the uh, local and development team. So was that very, very early days of AdSmart then? Yeah, that yep. was kind of, I think, 12, 18 months into right. the AdSmart launch. Um, this is back when a, a, an area back then was the whole of kind of North Midlands all the way up to the border. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that kind of developed quite quickly from there. I think I joined just at the right time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um because awareness of AdSmart had started to yeah. uh, bloom amongst agencies and some of the clients. Yep. Um, I quickly kind of progressed to regional manager. Uh, then a few years later, a sales controller across east of England, Midlands and North England. Yep. And then back in April this year, um, stepped up to head of AdSmart for uh, everywhere from east England, Midlands, North Scotland, and Northern Ireland regions. Yeah. And, and now we have, I think it's 48. 
right, okay. across the country, 48 people wow. who all have their own little micro regions. Yep. Uh, dealing with agencies and clients direct. Yep, yep. So you've got a big, big challenge to, to bring that all together. Uh, yeah, it's. I'd say you, your challenge is in your people. Yeah. And we, we do have a good group of people that make it easy for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're experienced, they're mature, they come in and they treat it as they would their own business. Yeah, fantastic. So I makes, think that's uh, one of the things that we love working with you guys is that you know, understanding the way that you, you know, offer the education around AdSmart, it's not a pushy sales kind of approach, is it? It's no. very much education. I think you've coined it farming. You know, you, you sort of spread the information out and see what grows. Yeah, it's very much a consultative role. Mm. This is where some people struggle when they come into the team, when yeah. they come from a very sales-driven environment where it's, where's your, where's your sale at the end of the day? Yeah. Into an environment where the, the role is very much about building relationships, presenting the product, educating yeah. people, yeah. and taking people on a journey. Yeah. It's yeah. not a short journey. It's quite a long journey for some. Yeah. And uh, it makes it so easy for us to, you know, trust with our clients as well. It's like, actually, we want you to understand what AdSmart is for benefits. And we know it's not going to be a arduous process and a heavy sale. It's like, let's just have this conversation yeah. like we are today. And hopefully people will listen and, you know, see where it goes. Yeah, Good. that that kind of farming analogy is my plough the fields, plant the seeds, let yep. them grow and come back later and uh, kind of see how they're getting on. And that's the kind of process we go through. Good. So let's go plough some fields, yes. I guess, <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> cool. Okay, so, you know, yeah, you're in a fantastic position with the AdSmart. So just take us through from the what is AdSmart in the simplest of terms to start with. So AdSmart is the technology that sits within our SkyQ and HD boxes that allows us to dynamically insert adverts into live and time-shifted content. Okay. So if an advertiser wants to reach a very specific audience or a local area or a combination of both, uh, the, the box holds lots of details on each household. Yep such as age ranges, household makeup, financial strategies, um, lots and lots of various bits of data yeah. that allow us to say, right, we want to target these households, send the ad to that box. The ads sit on that box and you might have up to 200 ads okay. that have been sent to that particular household to be targeted, waits for the ad break to come in and then it dynamically inserts the advert over the top yeah. of the normal advert playing Which out. is a seamless process, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. The, the, the viewer wouldn't know yeah. they were seeing anything different to their neighbour. The, yeah. the, the, the best kind of example we use is that um, kind of step outside your house, both watching the same thing, when the ad break comes on, you could be seeing different adverts. Yep. Um, the only way you might know is you might see something very local, like a local council mm -hmm. or a local bus company or a local store that's advertising and think, hold on a minute, that's in the middle of uh, House of Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is, uh, why, why is my local bus company appearing there? If you were to let that advert break play out and re rewind back, that advert would disappear. Yeah. Uh, so that's how you'd know you'd okay. be ad smarted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. So that's in the physical sense what it is. And there's lots of things to unwind, isn't there, in terms of how big and how complex that targeting can be. Um, and also different TVs in the household and who's watching. So it's not just the box in terms of, you know, you're targeting that household. It's the viewing habits is also taken into consideration, isn't it, in terms of what TV show would be on. So 
mum or dad maybe watching yes. TV. So how does that look as well? So if we're looking to for a, a male bias yeah. on the, the campaign and there was a female bias program on, uh, and I'll use an example, Grey's Anatomy, for example, is heavily shifted towards a female audience. Of course. Uh, the AdSmart technology looks at that and would say, doesn't score very well in matching against the audience. I'm going to move that down a priority list. And then those aimed at more of a female audience would move up the priority list so it's more relevant to the viewer. Yeah. Uh, let's say that the uh, big match is on on a yeah. Sunday yeah. and it's a male-targeted campaign. There, it's highly likely the male in the household is going to watch the audience, even though we've got a very diverse mix. Yep. It's a, a male-dominant yes, programming. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it would move higher up the priority. Mm -hmm. And very much the same as Google has a score and priority uh, algorithm, AdSmart works the same yeah. in the same way in how it delivers. Yeah, it's so clever, isn't it? And I think that's, does that also work across multiple devices within the home? Um, it depends on the devices. Yep. Uh, with, with certain boxes and devices, it will work that way. In others where if it's you're logging on on your tablet mm -hmm. or laptop, for example, through SkyGo, it doesn't work because that's the technology is in the device. Yeah, okay. Um, and not in the delivery. Okay. And, you know, let's talk about the SkyGlass. I guess that, you know, there's no differences. It's just a different version of the technology. It is, but we don't deliver into Sky Glass yet. Okay, right, okay. The, 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 there is a plan to turn that technology on in Q2 of next year. Right, okay. Um, there's, they want to grow that side of our world, but we can deliver into that in our other addressable assets. Okay. So as a team, AdSmart is the gold standard for us, and yep. that's what we sell primarily. But we've also got on-demand content, mm -hmm. so box sets, uh, things that in the on-demand section that have carry advertising space. Yep. Um, and we also have broadcaster quality content across a digital yeah. formats, apps, YouTube channels, and websites. And I guess that's the one element of the, the platform that's never going to stand still, isn't it, in terms of how and where it can deliver? This is it. People, our customers choose to engage in lots of different ways. Yeah. So you have some people that consume a lot of live TV. You've got some that consume a huge amount of on-demand streaming content and yep. binge watch box sets. That'd be me. Yep. Uh, then you have people who aren't even Sky subscribers yep. who consume a lot of our broadcaster quality clips via the YouTube channels, yep. the apps, the yep. websites, the social feeds. Um, for us, it's about reaching that audience no matter how they engage with us. Yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of addressable side of what we do yeah. is no matter how they consume it, we can still reach them. Yeah. So what are the sort of numbers of the global reach then? Um, I say global in terms of global, but your, you know, your universal reach. UK reach. So within AdSmart, we've mm -hmm. got 10 million homes. Yep. Uh, that we can reach of our subscribers. We can't reach uh, people who subscribed through Talk Talk or BT um, or Now TV at the moment. That's because the technology isn't within that equipment. Now TV, though, that that has been updated and yep. that's about to be rolled out. Yep. In the digital space, we've got access to 35 million unique users each month mm -hmm. that consume 
uh, broadcast the quality clips across their YouTube channels, yeah. uh, apps, websites, and social feeds. And that's purely because of your sort of viewing figures of what those clips are. Yeah. yeah. And then within that glass world, there are about a million units out there. Oh, wow. And we can we can still reach them through on demand. Yep. So we are delivering addressable yeah, yeah. Uh, advertising through Sky Glass in the on demand section because it is primarily an on demand device. Yeah, yeah. So just put this, the Sky Glass looking to take, you know, over the market. Is that the way that's been rolled out? It's it's a, a market changer. Yeah. It's a disruptor. Yeah. Okay. It's something totally different and unique on the market. It's an aggregator of all content. Content is so important now to uh, people across across the globe. Yep. And you can see that with Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime, yep. Peacock, Paramount Plus. There are so many streaming services on the market yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you go onto a Sky Glass TV, even your Sky Q box, you'll see that all these apps are there on the rail yep so it's far easier if you've got a one-stop shop to consume it all and it's an aggregator of all that content mm. learns what you want what you like to watch yeah and shows you different content from a broad uh spread of all those providers yeah great really is fascinating so should we take a step back a little bit then in terms of talk about the the opportunities and building an audience and what that targeting really looks like um you know, yes, that's different for all scales of businesses and all the rest <laughs> of it. But one of the things that we've always talked about and lent towards a little bit is that, you know, first the TV, you know, the smaller campaigns that we're talking, it's, you know, £3,000 starting block. It's not the whole, oh, I can't go on TV, that's £100,000 no. needed. That world is gone, isn't it? It's, it's a different conversation. So let's talk about that for a moment. You know, what's what does that look like when you talk to customers, you know, or, and all your people do? Yeah. Oh wow! I can, what I can be on TV for three grand? It's, it's it's an amazing kind of moment, isn't it? Where you just open up that opportunity. That's it. There were the days where if you didn't have six figures yeah. in your uh, brief, that an agency and a TV uh, channel would laugh you out of the building. But AdSmart's going to change that. It's made TV accessible to anybody. Yeah. And that three thousand pound isn't a three thousand pound, and you're seeing once, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a you know, if you're going to run a localized campaign in your local council borough area, that get you a month. Yeah, uh, and to reiterate, that's not a month at one o'clock in the morning, is it? No, it's, it's prime we time. Only, it's yeah. It's, we only deliver between the hours of six a.m. and half twelve. Yeah, half past midnight. Yeah, anything after that is, um, you know, it's not delivered through. Uh, live TV, it might have been recorded or something yeah, at an yeah. earlier time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've got over 1,200 attributes that we can pick from. Yeah. Uh, we'll go all the way from a local authority, even a, a, a draw a square box or a rectangle around a postcode, yeah, yeah. all the way up to national big TV bar regions. Um, you know, for, for anybody who's got a little bit more to invest and yep. wants to invest in drive times around uh, a showroom or showrooms. Yep. Um, you know, we've got Geoflex, which allows them to draw radiuses, drive times, or even donuts. Yes. Yep. Uh, that does cost a little bit more at 30K. Yeah. Yep. But those types of businesses with that bigger catchment area, yep. it's 
it's a lot better than a hundred k. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's you know, it's fair to say that you know, yes, it starts at three thousand pounds, but there's tiered benefits, isn't there, in terms of your yes. scale up, like with everything in, uh, in in the world, basically, isn't it? Um, so, would it be beneficial to kind of pick, not a stereotypical client, but someone just to underpin or a pin on what that would look like? So, yeah, let's take a local council for example. What would that look like? So a local council might want something quite broad. Yep. So they might just say, we need to speak to people between the ages of 25 and 54. No other targeting than it needs to be in our local borough council area yep. and all households you can reach with 25 to 54-year-olds in. But then their foster care or adoption departments might come to us and say, we need people who are more likely mm -hmm. to be foster carers or adopters. Yep. And we've got some really good data from Experian where we can target on mosaic groups and types. And some of those index far higher for foster care and adoption okay. than others. Yep. And we've run campaigns where they've been really effective. The, for, for councils and adoption and foster care, they need it to be quality rather than quantity. Yeah. So the volume of people coming through that convert into foster carers or adoption families mm -hmm. are really high because yeah. the quality coming through fit yeah, yeah. what they yeah. need. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you go about kind of, you know, doing the reports on that, the success of the campaign then? Um, so really works well within lots of different environments mm -hmm. because you've got, well, when we looked at things a while back in terms of evaluating campaigns, because that's the key, proving yeah. what, an advertiser has spent has worked yeah. and we just used to have sales attribution yeah. so a retail business or any business is collecting first line of address and postcode of a customer yeah we we are collecting the first line of address and postcode of the households that had the campaign delivered to yep. so we've got a set of data that can be used and matched together yep. and give an accurate report back on how many matched yeah what the conversion rate was, what the cost per acquisition was, yep. and what the return on investment was. Yep. Um, but we kind of looked at things and there were big gaps because not all campaigns are totally sales driven. Yep. They might be action driven. Of course. So web driven businesses, uh, you drive in web visits. Yep. And we had no real way of tracking that for them. Yep. Also brand uplift. That's a really important part when you become a, a bigger company of deciding, you know, is TV working for me? Yeah, is yeah. awareness of my brand, is yeah. trust in my yeah. brand growing? Yeah, you know, I think that like 50% of our, you know, briefs that we get are majority like it's just brand building. That's a brand, you know, we can go on to why TV works later on, but yeah, it's not just like we want this to, you know, this campaign to drive more sales or whatever it is, it's we want to get our name out there. And yeah. TV is the perfect place to do it, isn't it? Yeah, well, so we, we took it to another level. Mm. We we worked with TV Squared on web attribution, placing pixels in a website, uh, placing multiple pixels in websites so that yep. we can track journeys. And that, that pixel is triggered when a household sees the advert and then they pick up one of the devices and they go to the website and we can track that journey because yeah. if they're a Sky customer, obviously we can see the devices. There's a correlation between seeing the advert and picking up the device and going to the website and we yeah. can provide some really kind of detailed insights mm -hmm. into what type of journeys that campaign is delivering over a, a digital 
yeah. perspective. Which is but taking TV and just mirroring the experience of what an agency would have for social, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. just, it's, there. it's amazing. So the, the, the three kind of pitches now that we give are digital. Mm -hmm. You know, what did that drive in terms of web traffic and habits? Yep. Sales, what did that drive in terms of leads, conversions, sales, and yep. ROI? Yep. And brand uplift. So yep. for the bigger campaigns, we can run brand evaluations where we create test and control groups. Both ask the same set of questions. Yep. One will have been exposed the other. Yep won't have been exposed to the TV campaign and you can see the difference in the impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then we've brought in um, self-serve sales attribution. So normal sales attribution with lots of different insights takes about two or three weeks. Yeah. And that's all in-house or with third partner? Uh, the sales attribution and the, is in-house. Yep. 100% in-house. Yep. Web attribution is with... Uh, TV squared. Okay. Uh, brand evaluations are done with an independent um, uh, questionnaire company. Qu okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so, some uh, it totally in house. Uh, the the self serve platform is designed to move into that world where people want quick access. Yep. So if you're mid-flight with a six-week campaign, three weeks in, you can upload your sales data, and it throws out a report that tells you what the conversion rate is, how many inquiries it's driven, what the average value is, and it can show you key insights into how the campaign's performing inside. Yeah. Uh, in flight, you can make decisions in terms of other um, advertising streams that you might use to support it. Yes. And you can switch things on and off. Yeah. And you can see the impact of that, and that's the kind of world we're moving towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, what would it be like then if, you know, sort of in flight in the reports and how flexible can you be with that campaign? Um, the flexibility is more in the on and off. Yes. Uh, changing a campaign is difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, we wouldn't recommend stopping a campaign midway through unless there was something going wrong with sure. it. Yeah. Uh, but where we do have flexibility is when it starts. Yep. We can even have the flexibility of what we call a thermal geoflex, where yes. we can turn it on and off dependent on the weather. Yeah. So if you're a trampoline park, um, on a hot day, yep. you don't have very many visitors. Yep. On a wet or cold day, you have lots of visitors through the door. So in that example, you can turn it off, on and off based on the weather. Yep. Um, you might have Dyson, for example. They've got a fan that is a heater yep. and a cooler. Yep. Uh, different, two different versions yep. of that advert could be made. And when it's above 21 degrees, the cooling version plays. Yeah, nice. When it's below, yep. the heating version plays. Yep. Or if there's a, a an in-between part, you can have it totally switched off. Yep. And it just makes your advertising very relevant yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and more effective. Yeah. You do quite a lot in the sort of boiler space as well, isn't it? The yeah. sort of heating, I guess, that's the same sort of thing, isn't it? As soon as, you know, in sort of September it goes below certain degrees, everyone flicks the boilers on and they go. Well, pop. this is it. With time shifting so much in mm. terms of seasons are moving. Yep. So we've got the flexibility to be able to plan to start 
at the 1st of October, for example, yep. but kind of hold that off for a few weeks until we see that the weather's turned first call and snap. then yeah, yeah, yeah. start it Because you could before. waste three weeks of a campaign, couldn't you? Yeah. And it's actually, well, we've had an Indian summer. Why am I looking at a boiler campaign? It's a complete and utter waste, isn't it? That's what happened last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't think winter actually set in until later in December. Yeah. And a lot of the, the big boiler businesses that had... Um, the normal TV advertising mm. had set off in October, and, and that's the kind of challenge with linear TV is you've got to lock in yes. as early as you can, yep. and and there's not really any flexibility in changing that. Yeah, I guess that, you know, in the ideal world, no one would have to pause or delay the start of a campaign, but I think these things happen, don't they? You know, so normal it's not, Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's the, 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 the beauty of having the, you know, again, that word flexibility is that, well, actually, we're not ready for production or clearcast or the, whatever it is. You're not saying, no, sorry, you've locked it in. It's, it's there, it's gone. It's, no, we'll work with you to that's find a solution. It. Because that space isn't booked for a set yeah. time of the day or, or day of the week, yep. it, we, we have the ability to say, right, let's set it up mm -hmm. for the first inevitably there will be and i'd say 30 40 percent of examples a delay in that copy coming through yeah um in clearcast mainly yep <laughs> uh, passing the ad for yep. fit for tv and we kind of understand that yeah okay. so we're flexible and mm. a lot of campaigns move a few days and that's probably weeks. comes from a very close relationship with the agencies as well isn't it you know it's so you, you all the way along from the start of you know selling a campaign, you would be talking to us quite closely, and the yeah. colleagues do. So you know where the production is, where it's at is going to finish. You know, and would say actually maybe a delay. We obviously we don't like that to happen, but it does do. But you're not there in isolation, just no. working on your own. It's a real partnership, isn't it? And it sometimes works the other way, mm. where productions finished, clearcast approved, and ready to go, and we'll pull the start date mm. forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, What's the the most exciting thing that everyone's talking about at the minute? Your end. There's lots of things yep. that um, people are talking about. Some of them I can't talk about Cause, myself. Yeah. But Sky Glass is obviously an exciting yep. uh, piece of kit that's going to offer us all sorts of different things. Um, smart sponsorship is a big thing that's being talked about a lot. Okay. Um, we're going to launch that into on-demand content first and then into AdSmart early part of next year. Okay. Um, what, what that will allow advertisers to do is, let's say there's someone in Cheshire who wants to be the sponsor of a program, certain program. There'll yep. be set programs or channels that can be sponsored. Um, the bookend sponsored by will be them yeah. and they can even say look in this so that's region, still a targeted sponsorship yes yeah so there'll be multiple sponsors of that ad. yes oh fantastic yeah okay so they can say in cheshire um in the cwch postcode areas mm. i want to be seen by affluent households yeah. as the sponsor of this program or this particular uh genre yeah. of programming yeah and they, they will appear just in the households that they want to be seen in Right. But it, that that kind of sponsorship is quite a big thing. Yeah, the trust from TV is yeah. huge, yeah. but the trust from a sponsored by yeah. takes it up another level. And that takes us on quite nicely to the fact that you know brands love to be on TV because it is trusted. You know, from my sense, I sometimes get bogged down in the fact that it's trusted because of the 
the due diligence we go through in terms of ClearCast. You know, it's not on TV unless it's squeaky clean and it's 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 right. So it should yeah. be trusted. But from the viewer's side, they trust it because of the the kudos and the you know the history of TV, I guess, isn't it? It's, and it's against the content. It's the other advertisers. Yes. They're, they're in amongst. If if your adverts before or after Tesco, for example, the kudos and the trust that that gives yeah. your business, but not only that, in the middle of a program that millions are watching. Yeah. Uh, you know, the perception is to you as the business owner, my brand's in the middle of House of Dragons, my brand's in the middle of Liverpool versus Everton. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's a big thing. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, it's only the people that you want to see it seeing that and they'll be experiencing the same feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is if they know your brand, it's like, hold on a minute. Mm. Aren't they down the road? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we speak to them last week and get a quote and they were a little bit more expensive than their competitor? Yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah, this is and exciting. then suddenly yeah. trust and brand cut grows and makes yeah. your quote far more valuable yeah. than your, co your competitor. And what do you do in terms of, you know, obviously I kind of know the answer to this, but um, the frequency of that ad? So sweet spot for us mm -hmm. is over a month that each household is exposed to that around seven to nine times. Yep. That, it seems to be, we've done a lot of testing yep. and analytics on that, and that seems to be the sweet spot. If people are seeing that roughly about twice a week, yep. it builds up trust. The repetition there's enough that, you know, it, it might be a considered purchase. Yeah. It might be an impulse purchase. It doesn't matter. Some people react quicker than others. Yeah. But what we do see is definitely that seven to nine frequency makes a big difference to a campaign. Yeah. And those that are kind of slower at reacting, when they've seen it seven to nine times, they will react if it's a product or a service that uh, they're interested yep. in or yep. want to buy. Yeah. And they're in a position to do that as well, aren't they? You know, it's the fact that they're sat watching TV, they'll have the device next to them. It's not like driving the car, you know, the radio, whatever. You can't react to it. It's, they will just sit there, right, this looks great. I'm on, you know, on the phone, I'm searching. And all of a sudden they're into the brand and they're, yeah. that's it, and they're in the funnel then, aren't they? Well, I, I think kind of next level, we're, we're already kind of talking to our remotes and telling our remotes what to do with the TV. Yep. We're already talking to our TV, our new Sky Glass, and yep. telling the TV what we want it to do in terms of view, turn on, change yep. to. Yep. And, you know, this is just my thoughts, mm -hmm. but it can't be far off before we're telling our TV to order the dominoes at half time yep. Yep. to send that particular outfit yep. that's on the screen to our door the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that, that exciting times, it's not something that, that I'm kind of aware of, but it kind of makes sense. When it doesn't you look feel like a huge leap, does it? No, not no, at all. You know, it's like, that's great. Not. You know, TV, show me more. And then they go through to the website and you browse and everyone else's pause in the background. Great. Yeah. yeah I know, awesome. I know we're playing around with different things mm. like QR codes. There's not a huge, and I, th I think our competitors are seeing this. Mm -hmm. It's not a... It's not getting the huge reaction I think it's got in the US. And I don't know whether that's because we've got smaller screens here or yeah. people. It, for me personally, I'm not I'm top end of the tech, but not a technophobe. Yep. But all the adverts I see with QR codes and I don't seem to be able to get my camera on or in the right position before yeah, yeah, it's yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're, we're looking at lots of different ways you can press a button to interact with an yeah. advert okay. and, and do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, these are the future things that are, are kind of down the road mm. and 
some of them will be sooner than others. Yeah. But uh, the, the concept is that the Sky Glass TV is the new iPhone to all. Okay. Because if you look at the kind of journey we've been through, and I'm lucky I've been in that comm sector and, and, and watched us move from um, from phones we could text and play Snake on yeah, yeah. into phones that had color screens on, into phones that you could surf the internet on, and then you could watch things on. And the, yep. the iPhone kind of took the place of lots of things in our lives. Yep. And I can kind of see where the glass journey is going in mm. terms of becoming a gaming platform. So yeah. it involves all the family becoming a communications platform, just the same as your iPhone and your iPad. You can phone your friends or yeah, family, yeah, yeah, yeah. get them all on screen, yeah. share a kind of experience of watching the match or a movie, mm. um, you know, exercise with them, yeah. you know, bringing the world back together yeah. from behind that device. And hopefully interact with, brand as well isn't it you know so you could have a direct communication yes uh, that'd be quite interesting yeah there's quite a clever app coming out on the on uh glass where it might even be on there now where uh, it's like a virtual world where you can try things on okay right so the kind of next step is to go to some of the fashion retailers and yep. the, the, the worst thing is when you order something from mm -hmm. online yep. and it comes and it doesn't fit yeah wouldn't it be great if you could virtually try that outfit on in the size you'd ordered it yeah, yeah, and see what yeah. it's going to look yeah, like yeah. before it arrives? And that's one of the kind of concepts that's just around the corner. Environmentally, that's it would have a huge impact as well. Yes. It? Yeah. And that's when it's got, you know, well, Sky in particular have got a huge kind of uh, precedence in, isn't it? And kind of push yeah, everything's 100% sustainable mm. within our environment. Uh, our head office yep. down in Osterley yep. is 100% uh, self-sustained in terms of the it's a huge kind of windmill mm. energy mm. source yep. uh, pv solar so what's what's the you know it's, it's ad smart from sky so what's what's the relationship how's that look so we it's ad smart from sky we are part of sky media yep who are owned by sky and part of sky then bigger world is comcast yep comcast own uh, NBC Universal, amongst other things, there's quite a synergy between the two sides of the water in that Comcast RA communications, broadband, mobile, landline, yep. uh, cable, uh, entertainment, and even the, uh, the the theme parks. Okay. Um, whereas we've got everything other than the theme parks. Yeah, yeah, okay. So there's quite a synergy between the two, and it yep. works quite well. Yep. Um, I think they were really interested in how we operated and they do seem to be adopting a lot of how we work in the UK okay. and approach things. And and then some uh, Comcast ways that have, have come in have been very kind of welcome, interesting and, yeah. and positive changes to how we work. Um, I know the answer is there isn't one. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that it can work for so many different companies and the makeup from small to large to, to regional to local um but what does it look like for different companies so i know we've sp spoke a lot and worked with a lot of you know smaller businesses yeah um but also some bigger national campaigns as well yeah so should we just if someone's out there listening and think well this sounds amazing but it's not for me you know i'm a, I'm a hairdresser yeah. or a butcher's um or actually this sounds great you know i'm a, a bigger organization how do i benefit from some of the really into 
well, sort yeah. of the big data sets, you know, yeah. kind of the habits. So let's break that down a little bit. So let's yeah. start with the the smaller companies. What does that look like? So the smaller companies would mainly use our fixed targeting, okay. which comes from first party data and mainly Experian or even 20CI, which is home mover data. Yeah. So this is something we've done a lot of as well. Yes. Yeah. So if you're anything to do with that home mover, and it's a huge world, we've even got a surveyor now that right, okay. uses that 20CI home mover data yeah. to target people who are in early stages of moving or just moved yeah. um, to target people who are looking to plan on extensions because with the cost of living, house prices pushing up, yeah. people are actually looking at downsize into upsize. Right, okay. So it's a, it's, it's a big, big sector. And we ran a, a trial down in London and... They, within the first week, and this is unusual for TV, TV isn't a quick win. Yep. It's a grower. Yeah, yeah. But in their first week, they had the record volume of inquiries. All right, wow. Um, so it must have been sweet spot time. It's, you know. th 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 that data set is that they're people in the process of either considering moving, putting a house yep. on the market, yep. sold subject to contract, mm. exchanging contracts, moving now or just moved. Yep. It's very kind of tight data that's refreshed every month yeah yep. so it's you know there's small volumes in there mm. it's easy access low cost mm -hmm. into into that data yep. set and but really does work well so you know we've worked with brands that build the homes they move you know they furnish the homes they furnish yep. brands as well we help people move into those homes the insurance companies those homes the mortgage companies it's just yeah so obviously moving house most. Yeah, it, well, it's you've got the the sectors that you don't think of. Yep. So within the first three three months of moving home, a high number of home movers book a holiday or stress. <laughs> buy a new car. Right, okay. And I experienced that myself with my mm. son. I watched my son bust a gut and every penny he could into moving into this new home. He was absolutely broke, according to him, mm -hmm. when he spoke yep. to me. I'm broke. <laughs> and about six weeks later, he turned up at my house and said, can you come and help me look at this car? What What's this car? And he says, I've, I found a new car. I said, I thought you were skinned. He said, oh, it's all right. I've got this um, interest-free 18 months credit card. So I've transferred what was left on my car loan. I'm going to chop that in yep. and I'm going to get a new car. And what I was paying anyway, I'll be paying the same. Yep. So, right. And he says, oh, and I booked a holiday as well. Can you look after the dog? <laughs> so yeah, the classic. Yeah. That was six weeks after. And I, up until that point, I used to look at the, the different kind of habits of mm. home movers and look at that bit and think, I don't really get that. Mm. But it is actually a thing. Right. What's, what's driving that thing? Is it the... You're settled in, you're looking around the neighbours' cars and bits and pieces you or... Well, I could, from experience mm. and seeing him, he got in, he went, right, okay, I've had a tough six months, yep. I need a holiday. Yeah. Um, also looking at the neighbours' car. Yeah, there were a couple living next door. It They were all kind of new starter homes. couple next door had a nice BMW yep. and something else that was newer than their two cars. So they went out and they brought newer Seats. <laughs> And, um, you know, it made him feel better. Yeah, yeah. He's paying for it now. Uh, you know, when you sign up for something for four years, it does yeah. tend to hurt you when yeah, you yeah, get to that three-year itch of yep. having a car and want to change it. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's that, that data set is is valuable. Yeah. But you've got things like the fixed 
data, which is mainly Experian yep. or first-party data. Mm -hmm. As a customer of ours, if you're on the broadband network, we can see what devices you use. So that gives us a lot of kind of intel into how you adopt technology. If right. you've got lots of the latest kind of iPads, iPhones, um, you know, uh, voice-activated Alexas, Googles in the household, yep. you're right up there at the top of that kind of technology. And if you adopt them quickly, so you have to be the first yep. to yep. have everything, yep. you'll be right at the end of the, the So early end. adopters is yeah. you know, a phrase that people like to say, we want to target those. But then you've got the other end of the scale. So you'll go all the way down and through kind of mid, right the way down to Luddite. Yeah. People who, like my father-in-law, still use a mobile phone as a receiver mm -hmm. and don't even use the text. You know, he will not engage with anything that's got a color screen uh, as anything other than the Nokia ringtone or, or, or anything like that. But those people are quite good to reach if you're running a campaign that's aimed yeah, yeah. at yeah. either kind of engaging with the, that, that sector yeah. or educating them in a different way so yeah. we've had campaigns where you know online shopping isn't exactly mm. something that you know people my father-in-law will go to morrison's every two days mm. yeah. uh, you know and he doesn't know online exists yeah. but when he sees things on tv like that he, he will ask yeah and say what's this what's this Ocado thing yeah how do i do that yeah and, and maybe councils as well it's obviously the educational yeah. piece around like cybersecurity or whatever it would be. This is it. Yeah. And it, there's lots of messages like yeah, yeah. that. So there's that kind of first party data. And then you've got the huge wealth of um, Experian data. And that's all gathered from publicly available information. So if you're a business owner, for example, we can target business owners based on that data that they can see across companies' house. Yeah, we've done that personally ourselves. Yeah. We run a campaign targeted at Northwest as business owners. That's it. Yeah. And then, you know, the type of house you live in, uh, the type of neighborhood you live in, your yeah. financial strategy, mm. are you a saver? Are you a borrower? Are you, you know, frugal with you, your money? There's lots of different ways you can look at a household mm. and two houses may look exactly the same from the outside, but yep. what's going on on the inside can yep. be completely different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, down to kids in the yeah. household. Yeah. My mind was just going then to education. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's a, a big sector we work in, you know, having worked with about 15 different, you know, colleges and universities in our time, it's, you know, again, it's a perfect opportunity to develop that brand awareness, isn't it? And the, the, the ability to target as well. It's one of our fastest growing and busiest sectors. Yep. Um, we've everything from private independent schools mm -hmm. right the way through colleges and universities. Yep. There's, uh, there's examples, so many examples of campaigns we've run that have been successful. Yep. Some of them for, for schools just to raise the profile. So uh, schools that in the community are looking to draw from a wider area. Yep. And they're struggling because they're up against really competitive schools. Yeah. And going on TV suddenly changes the perception yep. of how that schools, it, independent schools and private schools, they're there's a lot of competition yeah, in that yeah. sector. So... We've got um, some of the top private schools that advertise on AdSmart mm. um, and then all the way through to universities. I can't really think of many that don't use yeah, yeah, yeah. AdSmart in that unit or haven't used AdSmart because we're able to hit that sweet spot yep. of 
kind of either 18 to 24 year olds or 15 to 17 year olds in the household um, that were, are either prime for if they're 16 and they're about to go to college yeah they're starting to think about university yep. Yep. and the choices they're going to make yep. and if you can start brand building and awareness building with them then mm. um and then those kind of 17 18 year olds that are just thinking or either mature students yeah, who yeah, have kind yeah. of gone away worked for a couple of years gone back to do their a levels yep. and get them in for the open days uh, clearing days are always important. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we've had experience with like one of the clearance sort of campaigns. But you know, you said before that the it's more of expense to do the sort of donut sort of targeting. But yeah, they may not always use it. But it's visually for me, it's quite an easy one to explain why the donut. So you know, you've got college. Yeah, people in that four or five mile radius drive past that college on a daily basis, going to the shops. They know it, live it. The brother went, the, you know, whatever this the family's been. So you might want to target that area, but the from five miles to twenty miles radius donut that is the sweet spot for that yeah. college, isn't it? So, yes, they may not afford that campaign, but you know different brands can take the same sort of approach. Yeah, we we run similar campaigns. So theme parks, for example, yeah. theme parks within a five mile radius, everybody will know. It's if it's established, it's been there for yeah. 20, 30 yeah. years. Everyone will know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Been on school trip or they work there. One of the, yeah. it, it's theatres in Blackpool. We've yeah. run where we've taken Blackpool out of the equation because mm. everyone knows what's on at the theatres in Blackpool. They're exposed to it. They can see it everywhere. Yeah. So it would be a waste to kind of target them. Mm-hmm. So you can either create donuts yep. or you can just take certain certain areas out of uh, the targeting so that it's just reaching areas that will impact yeah. on purchases or attendances mm. or, or kind of awareness. Yeah. Before we move on to the benefits of the bigger brands, yeah. let's just, what's been the most surprising campaign for a small company that you've, or what springs to mind? There's a lot. Lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's. I put you on the spot. I said I wouldn't put you yeah. on the spot, but I think I when, when you look, we've got over 3,000 um, brands that we've run campaigns for. And within that, there are multiple campaigns. Um, there are some really nice stories in there. Yeah. Um, there's some surprising ones as well. S- sometimes we don't always ask. Okay. What look? What does good look yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, you know what? And what does good look like? Yeah. Good might look like one great contract. When we see one on mm. an evaluation, one sale, it's hand on head time, and oh no. Yeah, yeah. But then when you sit down with the client and they go, actually, that one contract is worth hundreds of thousands to us. Yeah. Suddenly, it's a different conversation. Yeah. And that's always the surprise is that we always look at sometimes focus in on the wrong numbers. Yep. And when we we had a, a timber merchant okay. where when we initially looked at the kind of new accounts that had been opened and new customers and delivery numbers, they didn't look great. But that's great when you sit down with a client and you kind of look, mm we don't think these are great. And when you yeah. talk through it, actually, these are fantastic because yeah. what we haven't given you is, you know, a value of yeah. a new customer to us in a year. Yeah. You know, the, these people, these tradesmen that come in, don't just spend once. They're new accounts to us. We know they're going to spend thousands. Yeah, the lifetime values. Um, and they're kind of the nice 
conversations we have, the the kind of most memorable journey being on recently was with a, an electrical retailer mm-hmm. where, you know, we started off relatively small. And yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't know who they were. Yeah. And they've kind of grown with us over the last three or four years um, and become, they've gone from a point where they competed with uh, kind of regional competitors for, you know, white goods and yeah. electrical goods to now they see their competitors as AO and Curry's. Yeah. And to go on that journey with them yeah. is is quite special. And mm. go see them go from kind of £10,000 investment to six-figure investments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and know that every pound they spend, they're going to get a seven, £8 return on investment. And yeah. that's through evaluations, uh, refining, targeting, looking at insights and kind of learning yeah. what works and what doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for an advertiser to go, there's seven figures, and I know I'm going to see maybe even eight figures back as a return. Yeah, yeah. That's the great place to be and yeah. an exciting place for us. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the, the the most rewarding part of this job is you can go on a journey yeah. with a business. You can, yeah, having seen that going from the start to where they are now is, yeah, yeah it's incredible, isn't it? It is. When you see a small, small business yeah. grow and grow and grow, we've got an example of a... A gas installer. Yeah, yeah. I think Andy went to see them about five or six years ago. And they've kind of grown and grown and grown exponentially Mm. where they've got multiple vans across the East Anglia region. And a lot of that they put down to AdSmart. We're not going to take full credit for everything because we know it's not just Mm -hmm. tv it's the the kind of strategy that they've used with it but it's had a big part to play but they've been quite vocal in terms of the case study to say you know how much they have benefited and support the the platform that's it and and you've got people like home fire who are another Mm. quite vocal um advocate of ad smart and, and and everything that we do and uh this is someone who's been at mars and you know, big, big corporate mm. businesses. And like he said, when you know I'm going to put that in and get this out, yeah, yeah. that's a big kind of difference in yeah. your confidence levels. Yeah, yeah. And the retention rate is incredible, isn't it? You know, even through the, from the small to the big, it's... it's, it's... So, so our retention is only based on a year, okay. which is crazy really, because you've got some advertisers that advertise once a year. They wouldn't be classed as retained customers. <laughs> so you're throwing away a load of, yeah. Good, yeah. But we still retain 70% yeah. of our customers. And bear in mind, 75% of those every year are new to TV, new clients yeah. to us. Yeah. It tells you that something's being done right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people who come in and try TV, they might not initially come back straight away mm-hmm. because sometimes TV can take time to have that impact. Yeah. And if you've got a um a product that's a considered purchase yep you might not know for three or four months that that sales come from the tv campaign but once you do you kind of and it can be a a, we've had examples of a car dealer Mm -hmm. who initially met it was two different people who bought eventually yep three and five months earlier and they came back and they bought. And he was just talking to them as he's filling out the paperwork. He said, what made you, you know, where are you from? And they, they said they were from kind of 10 miles away. What made you come here? Well, initially, we saw the TV advert and thought, oh, we'll go there. Mm. 
Um, you were really great with us. We had a great experience, but we weren't in we're market really, at the yeah, time. Yeah. So we've come back and that was someone who thought it hadn't worked. Yeah. Um, and then some people, they might not be able to collect data. So it's always an expectancy. To, yeah. that, uh, uh, and it, I always tell a team, manage expectations. Yep. People think that they're going to become inundated. And like I say, it's not about quantity. It's mm. about quality. Yep. So there will be an increase in quality. It doesn't mean that the door's going to come yep. bashing down yep. and yep. thousands of people. I had that conversation with a friend of mine who's got a financial business up in Scotland. Okay. And he'd met with one of the team up there and his kind of expectation, I couldn't cope with all the extra inquiries. And I said, you know, it's not about the volume. It's yeah. about the quality. Yeah. You get a different, people have had 30 seconds of time with you, mm -hmm. five, six, seven times over that month. They know you, they yeah. know what you do, they know what you're selling. So if they come to you, half the job's done. Yeah. Whereas you get a lead from the web, they've been searching for something. Could be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've landed on your website, and it could just be a random question. Do you do this? Mm -hmm. The the quality of the leads are completely different. Yeah, uh, it's the conversion rates that differ ma massively. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's kind of it's a funny moment where because it's so targeted and excitement being on TV, and you say, you know, your client sat there, I've, I've not seen it. It's, yeah. like kind of, it's quite a funny moment, isn't it? It's like everyone else is enjoying the ad, and oh, I've oh, seen we've, it. <laughs> it we, we've had to, well, one of the big, well, I've done this a few times, mm -hmm. so some big, big brands, yeah. uh, where CEOs of, why aren't I seeing it? Because the target audience is a lower demographic. So yeah. uh, CEOs sat in their huge mansions, uh, you know, unlimited wealth, not on the target audience. We've had to draw boxes around their a mile box around their home, yep. and target every household in that box just to make sure that they <laughs> see the ad. And uh, this particular CEO went into the local co-op, yep. and what made their day was not only had he seen it his yep. own ad. Um, the girl behind the counter said. I saw your business's ad last night. Oh, well. Are you on TV now? And he, he said he just lifted up. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of just someone local to him had yeah, seen it yeah. and, and mentioned it to yeah. him. But yeah, it's surprising how many owners, yeah. CEOs want to see their yeah, own yeah, ad and yeah, don't yeah. understand that they're right. not the right target. It's the right, yeah, so it's the right thing that they don't it. see it, isn't it? But you know, the pride that they get from they do see it is yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, so what does it look like then for, you know, would it be fair to say maybe a holiday company would benefit from the, the bigger data sets? So, so yeah, so within that kind of bigger data sets yeah. that businesses that have got that 30K plus a month to spend, we've yeah. got some really kind of clever data. Um, you know, MasterCard-based data doesn't tell us what you've bought, mm -hmm. but it tells us where, where, where a household yeah. Uh, will have shopped. So for purchases like holidays, there will be a pattern that emerges and certain household types yep. will spend more or more frequently than others. So this is aimed at targeting the top 20% of people and we can look at international flights, domestic flights, international holidays, luxury holidays. Yep. So for a, a, an estate, uh, sorry, holiday business, travel agent, holiday business, that's gold. Mm. Um, because if we know that these households are more likely to spend more, 
and the types of holidays that they're they're more likely to go on, you can make an advert very relevant yep. to those households. And we all know that certain times of the year are better than others. We all know that after Christmas, the first thing you're going to see is a holiday advert. Yep. So rather than mass reach and just go at everybody, this way you can go, right, I'm a cruise business. Yep. I want to target people who... You know, we've got a cruise company where their cruises are fifty thousand mm-hmm. pounds. Right. You know, so it's a certain type of of individual, yep. and certain it's that type of data that helps us. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other kind of data sets are things like reward cards. Yep. So this is actual data of of people and what they're buying. So Tesco Club Card yep. and Nectar yep. are the two main um, club cards. So if you're an FMCG brand, um, you're a, a chill dessert, luxury dessert, and you want to target households that buy yep. other luxury desserts, you can use that data to target them. Yeah, uh, And that's really kind of refined and honed in data. It can be the aisle. Yeah. So people who buy lots of frozen food, yep. people who buy lots of canned food, yep. people who buy plant-based food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plant-based yeah. food. Or it can be honed in, I want people who buy this brand of product and this particular product. Well, you know, numbers might go a bit smaller. Yep. Um, uh, and what's interesting there is we do our own evaluations mm-hmm. based on customer data. And the challenge is when they're in a supermarket, how do they get that data? Well, we work closely with Dunhumby and Tesco, uh, Nectar and Sainsbury's. Yep. So they will know who's been targeted we know who it's been delivered to, and that enables us to look at changing shopping habits. Yep, okay. So if they've been targeted with a chilled luxury dessert advert and they either become a new customer, a returning customer, or a converting customer mm-hmm. from one brand to another, yep. Nectar and Dunhumby in a position to be able to report back on that right. and kind of show yeah. how things have changed and the impact. Yeah. So for an FMCG brand, that's gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've then got health and beauty data. Yep. Which is based on Boots Advantage cards. So Experian have a, an agreement with Boots to look at that data and then build up a data set based on that. Yeah. Um, you know, so they'll look at, say, people who purchase a lot of uh, headache tablets, painkillers. Okay. And from that, they'll see that there is a certain type of household that spend more than others. Yep. And it's split into three categories, tier one, two, and three, regular, medium, infrequent spenders. Yes. And they will create, because not everybody collects points. Of course. So the way Experian look at it is it, those households look the same. One might be an advantage card, one might not. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lookalike. Yes. It's a modeled yeah. out audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's based on about 14 million okay. households. And then it's uh, modelled out to yeah. to kind of represent yeah. both sides. You've had some good campaigns around sort of like suntan lotions, and again with the linking with the holiday purchases. Yeah, there's. Um, I think if you know people go on holiday a lot, yep, and they go abroad a lot, you could use the Mastercard data for that. Yeah, if you are looking to sell things like sunglasses. And that person is more likely to spend more tier one yep. of those sun care products. They're obviously going away a lot. So you can reverse engineer yeah, 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 yeah. 
the, the data any way you want to manipulate yeah. and be more likely to reach. Yeah. So uh, with with data, obviously, it's a, a marketer's dream, isn't it, to be able to have such a refined set of data sets to, to you know to build their audience. But what's the conversation around you know this, this um, the security of that data and how that's managed within the business? So it's this is why we have the third, trusted third parties that we do. It's household based data. It's not personal data. Yep. Any of the third parties we work with, like Experian, Nectar, uh, Dunhumby, um, 20CI, any of those, we, it has to be just household data. Yep. And it, it, there are no gray areas. It has to be black and white. This is in, not in breach of GDPR. This is no way intrusive. Uh, there are some uh, of our competitors out there in terms of the advertising space where I'm uncomfortable with, even now we're mm. talking and I know there are some apps that are recording me and I've really got no control over that. This, sure. this is not that type of data. This yeah. is very much um, publicly available mm -hmm. through Experian. There's lots of data out there on us. Um, or it's been agreed to be shared. Yep. So when you take up a club card, you agree to share. You, yep. You've got an option to share or not. Uh, 20 CI, when you register on an online port with, a, um, with a, an estate agent, they will ask you yep. the question, you know, tick this box if you, if you want to be contacted yep. Yep. or opt out. Yep. Um, but it's all, none of it is personal data. Yep. Yep. None of it is aimed to be intrusive. Yep. Uh, it's just aimed at giving our advertisers the best opportunity to get to the highest converting audience yep. for them. Yep. And we can even profile their data to say to them, look, this is the this is what your typical customer looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can match yeah. up against that. So there's even that. more benefit there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the kind of new things coming that are going to really kind of take it to another level are, are things like contextual mm -hmm. advertising where uh, based on what people are watching, that the, the the adverts are very relevant to uh, either programs being watched mm -hmm. or viewing passions. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, interesting. So you know, some of our clients that you know, we know the fact that they when they do share that data, they might be in highly regulated industries like the finance sector. So you know, the way that they share data and the agreements have they've got to be bomb proof, haven't they? Which, which, <laughs> the, which the, you know, which is fantastic and it's it's trusted. Yeah, I mean, when, when we do evaluations, we we are. Um, we are taking data in from clients mm. that they're uploading and entrusting to us. And it has to be in an absolute airtight, lock safe environment. Yeah. Because that could be a four billion pound mistake for us. Yeah. And, you know, um, GDPR can cost you 4% of your global turnover, not <laughs> yeah. just your yeah, UK, yeah, yeah. your yeah. global. Mm. And Comcast is over a hundred a billion pound turnover business. So it's an expensive mistake. No one wants mistake. to make that mistake, do they? <laughs> no. Crikey. No. Yeah, no, that's good. So, you know, we've, we've talked about the, uh, the security of the data and the data itself and uh, who it's good for, which is everyone really, doesn't matter what you know, what you, what you do. What's, what were some of the main hurdles that you kind of hear time and time again that people say, this sounds fantastic. I love what you're saying, but it's not for me. But it's, you know, what... what what is that? We ne and we never, and I can't remember a time where when you've presented the AdSmart concept and all our addressable kind of solutions, where someone sat there and gone, oh, it's rubbish, it's mm. not for me. Everybody, it's, you know, wow. Yeah. 
I want to do this or I wish I could do this. Yeah. And that's that I wish I could do this. Yeah. And and times like now make it hard because people are nervous. People put money into what they know yes. yeah. kind of works and where they're going to get a return. And that's the right thing to do. And taking a gamble on something you don't know, that's the biggest challenge yeah. is someone will sit and go, I love this, I mm. want to do it, yep. but I don't have any spare yeah. cash. I mm. can't shift it. If I take it out of that and put it in this, yep. that might stop working. Yeah, um, and, and that's our kind of biggest challenge mm. is, and, and we don't really, we're not a hard sell mm. team. Yep. And we kind of let people go on a journey and that can... Uh, there's some funny stories of us having that type of conversation. Mm. They We leave them to it. And in the meantime, at some point, they decide to engage with someone like yourself. And yeah. I'm thinking of a TV advert. Yeah. And sometimes that can be a stumbling block because it's an investment. And yes. instead of looking at it as a piece of creative, they can use across all Indeed. of their campaigns yeah. Yeah. and bring their business to life. They look at it as a cost of an advert yeah. for the campaign. So that's another challenge, but this is, tends to be, and that can happen a few months or even years after. Mm. So there is a kind of interesting, funny story about someone I met kind of five years before. And at the time they said, look, I'd love to do this, but I just can't yeah. justify it. Yeah. Like, fine, that's fine. And in the meantime, in that five years, that obviously things had changed. They'd got a bit of spare cash, got a bit confident. Yeah. And thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. Gone away got themselves an advert made and just out of the blue phoned me one day and said, hi, Anton, you came to see me last year. I'm scratching my head thinking, who is this person? I don't remember the voice. I don't remember the name. Yep. Then they mentioned the business name. I thought, this isn't last year. And then I looked back through my diary and it was five years really? before. They'd still, for that five years, gone, never forgotten about it. Yep, yep. Always aspired to do it. Yep. And gone on that journey and turned up back at me when they were ready. Yeah. And that tends to be our journey. We go in, talk to them. Yep. Talk to them about how they could use, put some uh, plans in place that how it would look. Yep. You know, speculative plans we do all the time. It's not about producing something we're trying to sell. It's about producing something that they can look at and go, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some of those journeys take weeks. Yeah. So most take months, but some can take years. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it might just be a case of losing touch or staying in touch once a year and I'm not quite ready yet, but yeah. I will be. Yeah. And that comes back around to one of the first comments, really, isn't it? The fact that we know that that conversation starts. It's a very relaxed conversation. It's an educational piece around what AdSmart is. We know this is right for you, and we're here for when you're ready, yeah. essentially, isn't it? You know, we say that stumbling block could be the production. Um, you know, that people think the production of TV is just as expensive as, the, you know, what they perceive the, the spend would be. And it's not. You know, we can do very reasonably priced adverts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still win awards in all of it um but yeah it's and i guess that you know as you say we there's a lot of test campaigns as well isn't it one of the your best tools i imagine is that you know this is right for you but actually because of the the cost involved let's let's do a smaller test campaign let's, let's go on the journey as you said before isn't it let's start small and let's grow yeah so so when when I know some of my colleagues used to look at me crazy. I'd get a brief in for, say, £100,000. And I'd go, you know what? Let's start off with something smaller. Yeah. Test and learn with it. Rather yeah. than go all in 
and that 100,000 is the be all and end all, that if it doesn't work, we've got nowhere to go. Yeah. Let's take a smaller piece, test and learn with it, and grow. Yeah. And that's where kind of we went with, you know, lots of different brands, yeah. the electrical retailer being yeah. one is yeah. that let's do this small and learn mm. from it and grow yeah. it from yeah. there. Yeah. And it's, it's just about doing the right thing, setting expectations in the right place. And if, if it was my business, and this is, this, I always say to the team is if it was your business, what would you do in yeah. their shoes? Yeah. Um, you Take know, money it, out it's, of print. It's, it's not, a, <laughs> it's not a sales environment where they're under pressure. Yeah to get every penny and fight mm. tooth and nail. And I think some people have learned a valuable lesson. They've come from an environment where it's hard sell, get as much mm. as you can, find them, forget them. Yep. Come into our environment, and it's more about the long game. Yep. You know, we want people, retention is important to us. P people coming and doing a, a £3,000 campaign once yeah. isn't no. going to pay the bills for no. us. Uh, you know, we need businesses to come on do 3,000, that was good, do yeah. another 3,000 and eventually grow into, yeah. um, like we've had a few together that mm. we've kind of grown into that 3,000 and now they quite happily spend 15, 20,000 yeah. each yeah. time they yeah. do it on a very kind of local or regional yeah. campaign. Mm. What would you, we've talked about a lot today and there's an awful lot still to yeah. explore. You know, we've probably just scratched the surface really, haven't we? And we hope to sort of, you know, go into detail in future conversations. Probably one of the next conversations we will have will be aimed at more first TV. So what would be the one key message you'd have for someone that's thinking about being, starting the first campaign? I would say content is a huge part of everybody's lives at the moment. And if you look at Sky, Sky have been focused on award-winning content for not just sports, um, you know, 2021 alone, there were 125 Sky Originals, uh, six BAFTA Awards, mm. three uh, Royal Television Society Awards, an Oscar in there. Content is massively important to our uh, customers yep. and everybody. Yeah. And, and such a, a wide range of content for yes, different people as well, isn't dramas, it? Dramas, documentaries, yep. movies, anything and everything. Uh, but it's all real top quality. Yep. And if you want your brand in the middle of that kind of content and aligned with yep. everything that they stand for, and you want to be seen alongside other big brands, ad smarts are definite consideration. And it's not unattainable. It, even if it's just an education piece, so you know what's there, it won't be an hour waste, no. wasted. It'll be a kind of an hour of education you can take away and go, God, I know a little bit more about what's possible out yep. there. And it yep. might be a few months, it might be five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, when you're ready, you're ready. Yeah, but, you know, to to kind of look how important content's becoming, even in, within a social space, within apps now, you yeah. know, consumption of our... Uh, short clips mm -hmm. is growing every month. Um, you know, people want to get to know stars, so they're watching interviews, spoilers, trailers all the time. Yeah. Um, and when you can get in and amongst that type of content and have exclusivity, yeah, yeah. You know, when you go onto the apps or the YouTube channels or the the clips, you will see there is only one advertiser. Yeah. And you know the way we kind of sell 
that addressable format is you can again target a very specific audience um you know in in the on-demand space so box sets are huge and certain content like house of dragons you've got to watch week on week yeah yeah frustratingly Uh, (laughs) frustratingly yeah but you'd be amazed how many people will hold off yeah 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 well, I've done this. I've, binge. I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm doing the the week to week. Yeah. So I'm watching it live yeah. or as live. Yeah. It's time shifted. Uh, whereas I know my sister has said she's going to wait for all of them to play down, and then she's just going to binge watch it and hope that nobody spoils it for <laughs> her. Um, but you know that type of content to be in that space mm. against that type of programming, and have the comfort to say. If someone fast forwards through that on demand yeah. ads, which a lot of people do, yep. I'm not going to get charged unless 100% see. Yep. It's the same in the ad smart space. If people fast forward through recorded or time shifted, unless it's seen 75%, it's not going to be chargeable. Yeah. So it's a it's a great space for a small business to be able to say, I want to be there. It used yeah. to be local radio was the big thing to yeah, go on yeah, to, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I know from working in local radio, yeah. some brands, it was a huge thing. But for similar money to be able to be in amongst all yeah. that type of yeah, content yeah, yeah. is a huge thing. So, you know, obviously it's highly targeted. Yeah. It's trusted. Yes. There's very to little to zero wastage in yeah. terms of who's seeing it, if it's skipped or it's you fidgeted with your remote control, it's, you know, all yeah. this is not counted. It's just such a powerful platform, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day. It is. It's And it's f- forever moving yeah. and evolving as a as a technology. And the same with us as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started, we just looked after AdSmart and yeah. local small advertisers. And six and a half years on, we, we now look after a, a portfolio of addressable assets. AdSmart will always be the gold standard. It is unique. There's nothing out there like it yeah. that can do what AdSmart does. Yep. And then to transfer that kind of technology into the world of on-demand and then the concept of of having that in a digital space also. Yeah. And, and essentially being able to target exactly the same audience across all platforms. Yep. It's utopia. Yeah. Because as I said at the start, people consume in different ways. Some are binge watchers, streamers, some are live TV consumers, some mix both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some literally watch next to nothing. My son, George, watches next to nothing in terms of TV or, or content. He watches some bizarre arty things that, you know, he's, he's studying films. So he, he watches, that's about it. But it's always kind of DVDs. Yeah. And then occasionally, maybe one hour in a month, he'll watch something where he's exposed yeah, to adverts. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's not like we, we none of us have a viewing habit that we lock into, no. we stick to week on, week out. It will change. There might be something huge on that we want to watch that we binge or, you know, or then we go away and it's actually all, our lives are busy and we're a bit more mobile based. And it's just having the ability that to shift and move it's, around and hunt is... Yeah, it's no longer other days where you could say, right, I'll be in the soaps. Yeah. Because I know there's going to be 18 to 20 million people watching when they're on. I mean, the viewing figures for even Saturday evening TV are a fraction of what they were. Yeah. You know, the four or five million viewers are on a weekend, mm-hmm. whereas they used to be 20, 30 million. And that's not because people aren't watching TV. 
is because there's t over 200 channels of content yeah. that you can choose from. And there's still just as much viewing of TV now as there ever was. Yeah. There's probably slightly more after um, after COVID and people being locked down. It's just the way people consume change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, streaming is growing on demand. Subscription VOD is growing. Yep. Live TV still, uh, you know, as strong as it ever was. It, I think it's just been built into the, a strategy, isn't it, live TV? So they may have, you know, season one and two, it's there to consume there and then. But by season three, you know, we'll sort of draw that out and do it weekly. And it's just, it's it, just part and parcel. Well, it's, it's like when you, I can't remember the last time we put a channel on and watched one thing after the other on the same channel. It's always yep, yep. hop, 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 or yep. we're watching something on one of the uh, box sets. Yeah on demand or yeah. one of the streaming services and it literally is you didn't you never kind of stick with the same channel whereas i remember as a kid you either had bbc or itv yeah, on yep yeah, yeah. and that was it it yeah. was on forever yeah but you kind of look at the viewing figures and there's some programs obscure programs and you think what's well, the benefit isn't it like this like such a niche program yeah in terms of the the, the topic and your targeting is aligned with that genre yeah, it's, it's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. There's some channels that get 60,000 each program, which is you know relatively low, and people mm. think, well, why would you go in that? And it's not even a case of wanting to go in that. If your target audience is watching that, we'll that's deliver what, into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's about yeah. turning TV mm. on its head, and yeah. you don't have to second guess. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. What's the uh, what's the first stage then? We've kind of alluded to it a little bit in terms of you know it's a conversation, but you know after this, uh, having listened to this podcast, yeah, uh, viewers out there may be interested. What would you recommend the first step be? Have a look at the website. Yep, uh, there's that's just about to be relaunched. Okay. So there's lots of information on there. Um, contact your local production company or contact your local. You know, through there is a contact form through the website where you can contact us and just ask for more information. We do lots of events with our uh, production and agency uh, contacts where we we just do sessions, education sessions. Yep. But we'll literally come and do that. The team will come out and do that on a one to one basis. Yep. So some people feel more comfortable asking questions on a one to one basis. Yep. So they'll kind of run through AdSmart with you. Uh, they'll look at speculative plans, different ways you could use the targeting, different budget levels, yep. and then it's left with you to, to kind of sit there and um, decide whether it's right or not. Uh, nine times out of ten, it's right. Yep. But the only delay is tends to be where there's a level of nervousness or there's a, a challenge with production. Yeah. Um, that's the other kind of challenge to kind of be very aware of is there is a thing called ClearCast. Yep. They're the people that kind of safeguard anything that goes on the TV and say, yes, you can say that and no, you can't. That's another trusted thing with TV. You can't just go on and make false claims. Yep. You have to substantiate them. And that can be quite frustrating for um, yeah. a central heating guy who, who you know, I'm, I'm the number one in the area. Well, if you can't substantiate yeah, yeah, number yeah, one, you, you, you can't say that. And it can be frustrating because in print, you can say what you want. On yeah. Facebook, it's the Wild West. You can, <laughs> yeah. But on TV, everything's got to be right, and that can be frustrating. But we're, we're there to help 
our customers, agencies and production yeah. uh, people work with us and help every step of the way. And it yeah. is that very consultative approach, holding hands, setting expectations in the right place yeah. and giving the right advice. We know 75% of our customers are new to TV. It's a new experience. We know it's a nervous time. We know expectations can go from through. So it can be two things, pulling expectations back down or just uh, reassuring. Yeah. And we've got that much experience now with, we, we looked at our sectors and just to see if there were any particular ones that stood out and there aren't. Yeah. It's literally every sector, every type of business, bizarre surveyors, for example, that we just didn't expect mm. uh, to to benefit from AdSmart. And there's a wealth of knowledge within the business. And as you say, there's a huge raft of, you know, people that work with you, uh, six years of experience or seven years of experience running campaigns for yeah. big, small, medium companies. And there's always information to share. That's that's the idea is people come in, all the team are experienced in, in that kind of advertising marketing background. So they can kind of help work out well, what's going to work, what's the best strategy. It's not all about securing every penny for Sky. Yep. It's about making sure that every penny you spend with Sky works and it, we know it works well yep. with certain strategies and we can, from experience, say, look, this business like you, they did a Facebook campaign, they did a AdWords campaign, they did an out-of-home campaign to support them and this is how they planned it and how they did it and it yep. worked really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. That's the big thing for us is that we never approach something where it's just you know the production the creative is solely just the advert you know it's got to be more than that in terms of the investment and we'll go into detail about that in terms of how we approach it in another conversation but yeah. you know unless it's a, a multi-channel supportive approach of what is right at the top of the the smart campaign that's when you get the real results yeah the creative if they're seeing that same creative that they've seen on tv on the facebook feed um you know in in a youtube advert uh you know a snippet of it on a billboard it's that kind of i remember that from somewhere yeah, yeah. and it kind of can remind you to do something so if you're at bricks and mortar store in town and you've seen the advert and you i'm gonna go there next time i'm in and you forget about the advert and then you suddenly go past the billboard and i'll go there yeah, now yeah, yeah. and it was on my list okay. yeah yeah you know it's it's the same radio it can be just remind you while you're out and about, it's just knowing where each part sits yeah. and how you can help people along on the journey. Yeah, yeah. Very good. So I think we've talked yeah. a lot there, haven't we? We've covered most, if not all, of the uh, the base points. Yeah, it's probably, we've probably covered about 10% of <laughs> yeah, the away. bigger picture. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which which makes it, you know, you know, we've worked and invested a lot for the time and because we know it's never going to stop stand still, and we want excited to see where it goes and how it can really benefit our clients going forward. Um, so, yeah, I want to obviously thank you no, for your thank time. You. I think um, I really enjoyed the conversation. It's obviously great to get you in the studio. Um, looking forward to the future conversations. And, you know, as I said at the start, is my point from this, you know, conversation we're having is to try and voice some of the questions and the comments and the worries and the concerns or excitement that our clients could have. Yeah. So, you know, I'll be taking note of the conversations going forward so next time we can build up on that as well no so, problem yeah thank, thank you, you Stu no worries been and a pleasure good we'll see you next time thank you <laughs>